0: Hi and welcome back to the Pause Purpose Plate Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here because what I've been doing over the last few episodes have really resonated with you guys. That sense of going against the productivity mindset that is all about do, 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 and not making space for the be. So thank you for your support over the last few weeks in getting this podcast out there because it can help me serve more people who are resisting taking a break, who are feeling overwhelmed, who are struggling to find balance between their work and their life, who feel like they're drowning but they still don't want to give up with their ambition because they still have so much to give to the world. So today we're going to talk more about that, of how we can help you balance, how we can help you calm down this overwhelm. If you're new to the podcast, feel free to tune into the other episodes as well. They're all building on the same kind of concept. I am very passionate about helping people find more pause so that they can tune into their purpose and move forward with more playfulness and curiosity, open-mindedness about life, so they can have a fuller, richer life with meaning. And it's really hard to do that, really, really hard to do that if we feel overwhelmed. You're going to really struggle to make any important steps in your life, taking yourself forward, following your potential if you're overwhelmed. So in this episode, we will cover a little bit about the difference between mental and physical overwhelm. I'll introduce you to a metaphor about the stress bathtub and when it overflows. And then lastly, I'll help you think about tuning into your own levels of overwhelm at the moment. I don't think I've ever experienced anything in my career as a psychologist that has been as overwhelming as the coronavirus pandemic has been. Clients who previously have felt well and been discharged have come back. Clients who were doing better have relapsed. And everyone, everyone is starting to notice what mental health is all about. People who have never been anxious before now feel really frazzled. People never worried before are starting to think about when will this end, I can't cope with this uncertainty. And never before have we had to be in this sort of social isolation, not having access to things that actually help us to feel well and flourish. So no wonder if you feel overwhelmed. If you're tuning into this long after the pandemic and the world has come back to normal, woohoo, that's great, but odds are that you're listening to this when we're still in this tricky point together. So I wanted to start by that because it's almost like you need that permission right now. If you can't give it to yourself, take it from me. You need that permission to be able to say, no wonder I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. The world is actually really challenging. So I want to start to think about the difference between mental overwhelm and physical overwhelm. Knowing that there's obviously bound to be a lot of overlap. There is no mind body difference, it's all connected. What shows up for you mentally in your mind, psychologically, is bound to also manifest itself in your body. And what shows up for you in your body is bound to also impact on how you're thinking and feeling mentally. But with that said, it's really important to be curious about what your markers of overwhelm are. Because in my experience as a psychologist, some of my clients notice really physical symptoms of when they have reached the limit, when they feel overwhelmed. And some notice much more mental or psychological impact, like the classic overwhelmed parent images of a parent who puts their car keys in the fridge and, and forget where they have put their baby's shoes. It's almost like frazzledness. That's kind of a mental overwhelm where we're juggling so many things we can't think straight. You might have racing thoughts, you might struggle to concentrate and remember aspects, you might feel really foggy, you might feel almost like there's a there's too many tabs open in your brain and by tabs I mean different windows on your browser. If you sit, sit at the computer and you have lots of different windows open that sort of level of multitasking that is what can lead to a mental overwhelm where We're feeling like we're multitasking, but actually what you're doing is that you're switch-tasking. You're switching your attention from one task to the other, back and forth, back and forth, and that is really mentally taxing for us, it takes a lot of mental energy. So you might feel mentally overwhelmed because you have too many tasks to juggle, too many things eating up your mental space, your bandwidth in your brain. So that's the kind of more mental overwhelm, where you're struggling to focus. The physical overwhelm, in my experience, Klein tells me that that's more when the body says no. Like it's really difficult for you to come to sleep in the evening, or you wake up frequently during the night, or when you wake up in the morning, it's really difficult to fall back asleep. As soon as you open your eyes, your body feels flat. It might be difficult to motivate yourself to get out of bed in the morning, or you don't have enough energy, you don't feel motivated. You might have troubles with your gut. So maybe tummy upset, constipation, or even diarrhea. It's like your gut is keeping score of what's going on in your mind. And we know that there's a link between the, the mind and the gut through the gut-brain axis, the kind of royal road from the brain down to your tummy. But for some people, those physical symptoms, those are the markers, those are the early signs to look out for, that, like, oh, when I'm having a real bad tummy, that's when I know that I'm actually getting a bit overwhelmed. I've had clients who are talking about their eye twitching. So when there's a lot of eye twitching going on, they know that they need to slow down. Their body is saying, ah, hang on, you've reached your overwhelm. For some people, it's that their motivation dwindles to the point where they say no to things. So the energy levels are so low, physically speaking, that they know that they're overwhelmed. Some people get angry and irritable and explosive. So we all have very different ways of noticing that our body is saying no or that our mind is flooded with this switch-tasking. So let's just pause for a moment and think about for you as you're tuning in. Perhaps you are multitasking or so-called switch-tasking at the moment. And I've said this before in the podcast because I know you probably are repeat offenders of this. And that's okay. That's also how we listen to podcasts. Maybe you're out walking and listening now. But if you're doing a bunch of other things at the same time, come back to me. And just try to think to yourself, what are my early markers of getting overwhelmed? How do I know I'm too full on? I'm too stretched? Is it mainly mental or psychological? Or is it mainly physical? Or is it a mixture? What are some of your early warning signs that, oh, I've been running too fast, or I'm running on empty? I want you to think about that now, as we go into a metaphor of a bathtub. So I want you to think of this as almost like your stress bath. And through no fault of your own, it's nobody's fault for anyone in the world, we all have differently sized bathtubs that we sit in. So that means, if you remember anything from maths in school, that you have different volumes that your your bathtubs can hold before they overfill. This is not your fault and it's shaped by lots of different factors. How much stress you can hold before you feel overwhelmed is based on your genetic makeup, your, your early upbringing, your life experiences, how your parents have showed you how to cope with stress, stress management strategies you've learned throughout your life Loads or loads of different things have shaped how vulnerable you are. What temperament you have, what personality you have. Lots of these things were not chosen by you. They were chosen for you. They were constructed for you as you were born and as you were grown up. So we really want to start with a reality check there. That we don't all have the same sized bath. And that means that you might watch people around you cope. And I say quote-unquote cope get on okay with the same stresses that you feel are overwhelming you. So we need to start by thinking, actually, it's not my fault if my bathtub is smaller than someone else's. And it doesn't take as much for me to feel overwhelmed as it does for my friend, my neighbor, my partner, my mother, whatever. And also really notice that comparison with other people's bathtubs because you never see the whole picture. When you think of people coping with their with their stresses at the moment, you don't know who goes home to have a drink to be able to sleep tonight. You don't know who uses stimulants to get through the day. You don't know who's having arguments with their partner because they're so irritable from being overwhelmed. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We really wanna check that comparison with other people's bathtubs to begin with. So with that said, knowing that we all have differently sized baths, that is not our fault. It's just been shaped that way, you may also have a bigger bath than people you know around you that, for whatever reason, has made you a bit more resilient to stress than other people that you know. That does not mean that just because you've been strong, you've coped with things before, you've been resilient, that does not mean that you shouldn't keep an eye on your water level to see if you're getting close to overwhelm, because newsflash, even big bathtubs can spill over. It just takes a little bit longer to fill them up. And with that said, now let's think about this bathtub. If the size of your bathtub is your vulnerability, how much you can take before you spill over, then the water that comes through your tabs is your stress. And we all go through life stress. We all go through hard things. We all go through stress. That is the reality check of life, that life is just sometimes hard to live. So when things are coming out of your taps like being made redundant at work or, you know, your mum being diagnosed with dementia or your best friend having a hard time in her marriage or you struggling with going through a divorce. When these life stresses happen, and sometimes they're actually even really positive, moving into your dream home that you've been longing for actually can be really stressful because you still have to pack up the old home, deal with all the transitions. So regardless, if you see this life stress as positive or negative, it's still stress. It's still coming out of your water taps. So then we can think about how do I close up the taps or how do I tighten them somewhat to influence how much stress is coming in. And that can mean that you're setting boundaries, that you're saying no to things that you know is actually going to overwhelm you more, maybe saying no to more work on your plate at the moment or asking for help. So you're limiting your exposure to stress somewhat by tightening your tabs, doing a bit of damage control, and knowing that there's only a certain amount of your stress that you can actually influence. So then the rest of it we have to accept. It is what it is. There is a global pandemic at the moment. I can't influence that. I can only influence other types of life stress. So maybe thinking of being judicious with how much work I take on at the moment because we're going through a pandemic and I'm going to need some more time for rest and recovery. And that brings me on to the next part of the bathtub, which is the plug. If you can't tighten the taps, and often we can't, we can't avoid going through life stress, we can actually try to pull the plug occasionally to let the water drain, to recover, to rest. Even if life stress comes in your life, If you have a habit of routinely pulling the plug to let your water level reset, to sink down a bit, to recover, then you can tolerate your taps unexpectedly opening and some more stress flowing in. So pulling the plug can mean things like having an early night, making sure that you're looking after yourself physically, perhaps scheduling in a massage, doing things like... Making sure you have enough water to be hydrated. Just basic self-care strategies where you think, actually, I need to recover. Taking your annual leave, taking your holiday and using it wisely. Making sure you have rest time in the evenings where you are completely unavailable. Not checking your emails in the evening thinking, well, this is my evening time and now I'm resting. Actually, no. Really pulling the plug means stopping that influence of the stress letting yourself recover. Having a proper lunch break where you're not checking your emails, not eating at your desk, but actually sitting down to eat. Going for a walk where you're not looking at your phone at the same time. So that's what I mean with actually having proper rest and recovery. Will drain the water down a little bit so that next day you're facing life again, a little bit more able to cope with what's coming your way. The last thing I want to mention is what I see happen for everyone, which is a very human thing. So I don't want you to go hard on yourself here if you recognize doing this. This is just human, okay? But without noticing it, we can't do anything about it. What I see people doing when their water level is rising to the point of overwhelm is that they frantically look around for something to scoop the water out with. They forgot to look for ways of tightening the taps. They forget to figure out how to pull the plug and get themselves rest and recovery they look for something to scoop the water out with. And that might look like staying up really late, pulling an all-nighter, or, you know, working frantically to tick these things off your to-do list because then you'll feel less overwhelmed, right? But all it does is that it maintains a broken system. It feeds the water. And what you end up with is actually water all over your floor, having a waterlogged bathroom. So what might feel like a good strategy of coping in the short term might have long-term negative consequences for your life. You might be very frantic, constantly feeling full up, uh, running around like a headless chicken. You might make some unwise decisions when you're using these frantic coping strategies to avoid yourself drowning. So I want you to think about this as routinely allowing stress to fall in or flow in, pulling the plug when needed routinely. And watching out for these attempts at scooping. And you won't need them if you routinely lower the water surface. And I'm not saying drain your water and never have any influx of stress. I still want you to be able to follow your purpose and be ambitious. So you can still sit in your bathtub and have a nice soak. But no longer drown. So lastly now, I want you to think about what can you do today to tighten your taps a bit. To lower the impact of stress coming in. And what can you do today to pull the plug and recover? What can you do to pause before you're forced to come to a full stop? And if you've enjoyed this episode, which has been slightly longer than the other solo episodes, I would like you to really think about how we can get this podcast out to more people, to more like-minded, ambitious people, to help me reach those who are actually at the point of reaching overwhelm. To help those people to take a break before they break. What I would love for you to do is to try to just click on share. To share this episode from Spotify to your WhatsApp. If there's a friend you think really needs to listen to this, go and share it. Think of this as a little gift of caring. A little gift of saying, it's okay, you get that permission from me to take a break. And as always, take care of yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I know it's not easy when you feel busy and overwhelmed to find time for another thing to do. If this is you, if you feel overwhelmed or that you are close to your breaking point, then I've got a downloadable checklist for you that's gonna help. This checklist is called Calm the Overwhelm. The first section has signs and symptoms of you being overwhelmed mentally or physically showing you that you might be close to breaking point or burning out the second part is actionable easy things you can do to try to slow down and give yourself a break and the third part is a checklist of all the things that might show up when you're asking yourself to take a break perhaps your inner critical voice will have an opinion about why you're not allowed to give yourself the permission to pause to download this free resource go to www.thetomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm So that's thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm This episode of the Pause Purpose Play podcast was presented by me, Michaela Thomas and you can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk And because great work rests on having a great team This episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.